On this week's episode of the podcast, guys, we've got a special one for you. We're wrapping up the Sport Industry Speaker Series with founder and CEO of Treadstone Sports Agency, Lorraine Mercier. Lorraine's going to talk about how she got into sports, her passion for it, how she got into creating her own company that targets uh, personal brands and relationships with pro athletes in the sports world, and so much more. Also, she gives advice on the next generation of sports athletes um, and individuals that want to break into sports and make a name for themselves. Before we bring Loren onto the show, we of course want to give a shout out to our marketing and creation team, Jay Salty Photography, as well as Vicmar Productions for their work on the images and videography each and every week, as well as special shout out to 19 Marketing for the merch for the episode that is now available for sale. So hit me up if you want to get a shirt or a hat to represent the player's experience. As well, guys, we have discount codes with Jay's Walk, or sorry, the Jay Walk, Hush Blankets, and the Great North Apparel. So use the player's experience discount code when you check out to get some discounts with those great companies. As well, guys, if you haven't done it yet, what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button now, ring that bell, hit that follow button, and make sure you're following us each and every week as we produce more and exciting content um, for you guys to check out, including this episode, which starts now. Let's bring Lorraine on and start talking about her career. Hey, Lauren, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm great. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show and also like cap off our sport industry speaker series. Uh, how have things been? Things are going well. Yeah, here in uh, Calgary, Alberta. So we're almost back to normal. I think we're the first province going back. So exciting stuff. That's uh, miles ahead of Ontario because we're going to be the last ones going back to normal by the looks of it. So. But uh, yeah, we're making we're making do with what we've got, so it's uh, it's good in some some ways. So yeah, that's all you can do, really. So hopefully, yeah. it's a good summer. Yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully, now with like border restrictions opening up, well, maybe I'll get out to Alberta. Well, I'll come visit. We'll say hi. I'll check out those mountains. And yeah, I still can't believe you haven't been out there already. So definitely, yep, add that to the list for sure. Or definitely. Um, cool. So yeah, let's hop right into it. I like to start off every chat that I do with a segment called rapid fire. So I'm going to ask you four quick questions and just give me the first thing that comes to your mind. So favorite time of your day? Happy hour. Okay. That's a new one. It's usually like morning, afternoon, low happy hour. Uh, strangest thing in your fridge right now. Ooh. Um, okay. I know this is supposed to be rapid fire, but first thing that came to my mind, I, drink so much coffee in a day I hate wasting my coffee so I always will refrigerate the end of my coffee pot so that I can have an iced coffee the next day okay and that's you know what honestly it's rapid fire but like no one does rapid fire so you're <laughs> okay okay uh tv show that you're currently watching okay the only tv show I'm currently watching is Grey's Anatomy season 17 Oh God, I know, I can't believe that show's still going on. I, and I, I watch it weekly. My mom and I always watch it, and I love it. I used to watch it until, I think his name is Derek, whoever the popular doctor was that died in a car crash, like, 
six, seven seasons ago. And I was like, I'm done. Yeah, I think you and the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, favorite sport to play? To play, okay. Um, let's, let's go play and to cover. I would say to play, it would be actually basketball. Um, and to watch, tied between the NFL and the NHL. Okay, I know you're a big, is it Saints fan, right? Die hard. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it, it's ridiculous to see the amount of stuff that they're going through, especially with Drew Brees now retiring. It's going to be an interesting season to see what their backup, like what their new QB system is going to look like. I know. I'm nervous, but I'm going to definitely get a game in, a live one, I think, again this year. So I'm really looking forward to having live sports back. Oh, you and the rest of the world, because you yeah. see in the States what they're doing with filled up stadiums now. It's like, why can't we be here? Oh, for sure. I know. Now, how did you know that you wanted to make a career out of sport when you've been such a diehard sports fan? Um, I would say the transition from being a sports fan into wanting to work in sports probably happened in my undergrad. Um, I was writing my thesis actually on um, male hockey players in Canada and was wanting to transition into law to then become a sports agent. And so it kind of all started there for me. Okay, cool. Now, last year when the pandemic was starting, you created and became the founder and CEO of Treadstone Sports Agency. So right in line with what you wanted to do as a career. Um, Treadstone Sports is an agency that builds and establishes pro athletes and personal brands. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and why you wanted to create such an amazing agency? Yeah, so it's actually kind of um, transitioned. So like you said, I started it March 2020, which... Um, in hindsight has been crazy with the pandemic and everything, but um, it started out from my transition. I was with the Nashville Predators followed by the Edmonton Oilers. And then when I left Edmonton, um, I really noticed that there was a huge, not, I guess I should say there was a kind of a lack of individual marketing for the players. So it was kind of whatever player they were, whatever team that they were on, that's sort of where they were, um, would get their marketing from. So I found that I went out to the agents, like the player agents, and kind of asked them and gauged their opinion on whether marketing for the individual player from an agency perspective was something that was of value. So that's kind of how I got started. And then throughout the transition over the last year, I really sort of honed in on what I'm passionate about, which was more of the legacy piece and more of the um, kind of personal branding off the ice as opposed to the just straight up marketing of endorsement deals and social media and that kind of thing. So it's really sort of taken shape from there and been gone from a one-stop shop marketing agency into more of this philanthropic legacy piece. Um, and that's just really been in the last, I would say probably four months that I've taken that transition. Okay. And it's definitely showcased that because your work with like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, for example, was when I first saw about it and or saw the agency and heard about it and everything and how you guys wrapped his 93 brand and things like that. So what's it like for you to be able to reach out to these players and their agents and kind of put yourself on the map with them and be able to have your agency um, be like a focal point for their personal lives? It's interesting. It's definitely um, probably one of my favorite parts, but also one of the most difficult parts to navigate. It's um, very relationship based and I've established some really strong relationships with the agents. And then from there, that's kind of always been my play because I like to be fully transparent and honest and trustworthy and to go through the agent. Then I'm given the access to 
approach the players at that point. And that's always been sort of the approach that I've taken. Um, and I've just been so, so lucky with the agents and then in turn the players that I deal with. And um, I can just speak volumes about the people that I've dealt with. So it's certainly um, one of my favorite parts of what I, what I do, but it can be difficult too, just in the sense of sort of putting yourself out there and getting that initial conversation and, and going from there. No, definitely. And as we know, sport, the sports world is such a small, tight-knit world as it, as it stands. So to try and like, get those agents to be so comfortable with you where they start introducing the players is a whole other level as well. For sure. Now, as you mentioned your work with Nashville and Edmonton, you've definitely been around the sports world from volunteering uh, with Motion Ball and the Special Olympics as an assistant coach to being the community relations intern with the Preds and working with the Oilers in their hockey programs and alumni relationships. You've been able to get like a ton of this experience under your belt. Um, because this is a sport industry um, speaker series, I want to know from the internships and the volunteer positions that you've had, like those were just to name a few, but you've done like five pages of volunteer positions, which is incredible. What would you say has to be the number one thing that you want to take or that you were able to take away from those and implement them into your role with Treadstone Sports now? Um, it's interesting because every different experience obviously brings something different to the table. So even between the two NHL clubs like Nashville to Edmonton, it was a totally different experience between the two. Um, and then all my volunteer work too has been in different cities and different organizations and things like that. So I would say the common thread between all of them, um, as cliche as it might sound, is just that relationship building and a super genuine approach. So I think it's really taught me to just be authentic, genuine, and to be passionate about it. Because especially in the sports industry, like you said, it's a super small, um, close-knit industry. It's also kind of one of those things where people do well in the sports industry because they're passionate about it and because it's coming from a place of passion as opposed to just um, having to do it, I guess. So yeah, I would say the, the genuine, authentic, sort of passionate work really. Now, for those that, and talking about the passion work, like I got, we got to work together in school because for those that don't know, we went to school together at good old Durham College out in Durham um, in the sport management program and we got to work on different projects together and I definitely saw that passion that you had behind all of your work. What do you think was the number one takeaway from that program and what was the skill that you got that you now use in everyday scenarios? So that one, hands down, was that one project that we did, the informational uh, interview project. Um, I've told our prof, Jan, this since then, but that was just like, we had to do this. You basically had to go out and find someone in the industry that you wanted to be in, sit them down for coffee, have a conversation and learn about their career path. And in my head, I was like, how on earth am I supposed to go find someone from the NHL to sit down and have a coffee with me? And it just, the universe just worked and I was sitting beside um, the director of the Maple Leafs mom at a hockey game at the Scotiabank Center. Um, I guess it was the Air Canada Center at the time. And from there, it just like, it was, I sat down for coffee with him. Um, and it just taught me to network and network, network, network. Like it was just that, again, I keep saying this relationship building piece, but you never know kind of which conversation or which person or how something is going to catapult you into the next part of your career. So definitely that, one assignment which I thought was going to be the biggest thorn in my side and then it ended up being like I think I've spoken about it to multiple people because it was just something that has stuck with me so strong and to this day I still 
continue to use that where I will just reach out if I want to get to know someone better and it never hurts like what's the worst that's going to happen is they say no so it's just networking exactly and you know what you took the words right out of my mouth I was literally just going to say like with this podcast what's the worst someone's going to say no I can't do it okay cool you move on to the next person it's it's don't be afraid of no because you don't know who you're going to have like for this show it was an Instagram live. I was like, Oh, I'll run this for a couple of months while COVID's around. We'll wrap it up when COVID ends. And here we are over a year later uh, with today's episode 63. And like, I've had guys like Ken Rosenthal from MLB network. I was like, there's no chance I'm going to get <laughs> reached out. He replied back. He's like, yo, I'll give you 15 minutes. Okay, cool. If That's you're, awesome. Are you a survivor fan at all? No, not really. Okay, well, I had Boston Rob on the show, and I was like, yo, this is sick. Like, it, it's, I'm with you. It's that, interv- that um, interview, sorry, informational interview project was definitely the number one hands down for me, too. Um, the funniest one, though, I have to say, was Jeff Secours when we had to, like, do the pretend we were from another company and we were selling our product because I butchered uh. the introduction right off the hop. I was like, yeah, so my name's Ryan. I'm a student at Durham, and like the rest of my team, I think it was like Nikki. Uh, I forget who the other two were on my team, but like they're doing their pitches. Like, yeah, I'm so and or I'm Nikki from uh, the marketing department, etc. And then just like, so Ryan, how are you a student at Durham and full time at this solar power company? I was like, well, Jeff, I'll tell you, it's a hell of a day, but at the end of the day, it's a good paycheck. And like he kind of chuckled, and we moved on. But I was like. Man, of course you got to, like, throw me under the bus over here at that one. Yeah, that's a pivoting. Yeah. It's all about pivoting in the sports world and pivoting to get yourself out of jams. That's it. Totally. Now, as most people know, it's not – it's certainly not easy building a company from scratch. What would you say had to be the biggest challenge for you to kind of overcome and why, and how did you overcome it when building Treadstone to where it is today? You know what, I would say that the biggest challenge is just having to wear all the hats. So it's things like website, and I didn't even know what SEO was, search engine optimization for everyone else that doesn't know, but like it's these things that you just have to do these certain things that um, you never, when you're by yourself, um, you just have to take them on. And so that was definitely something, and aspects like social media and really not a big fan of social media, but that's something that it's just part of our world today. So you have to kind of add that into it. So I would say that's a quite a struggle. And luckily I um, now I'm working alongside my brother who's been awesome and um, has taken on a lot of that kind of weight off my shoulders with certain aspects. And it's the collaboration piece too, which is great. Um, And then the other thing, honestly, like to be totally transparent is just kind of having that confidence to keep doing it, to keep being like, okay, I've got something good here. Um, how can I keep moving this forward? Because it can be hard. Like it's um, can be fairly isolating and um, it's such an awesome industry to be a part of, but it's definitely competitive. And there's definitely moments where you just kind of have to keep firmly believing in what you're doing and trudging forward with that passion. And there's moments where you're just like, man, what am I doing? So yeah, it's just kind of keeping that positive mindset about it too. Now, obviously, as we also know, with challenges come those great rewards. All the hard, like hard labor, like late night phone calls or emails, they all pay off eventually. Throughout the past year, what has been your most favorite aspect of Treadstone and seeing it succeed and kind of building those relationships more and more so each and every month and week? 
Ooh, that's a hard question. Um, you feel there's so many be easy over here. Come on now. I got <laughs> yeah. two hard ones over here. No kidding. That is a tough one. It's, um, Honestly, there's tons of little aspects that I love. Like I said earlier, I love the, the genuine relationship building, whether it's like going for a beer with one of the agents or whether it's a good phone call or like an inside joke, like just those little things. I love that aspect. Um, but I honestly think probably seeing these projects come to fruition. Um, the Nuge project, as you mentioned earlier, was super great. It was awesome. We not only involved him and his agent, we also had a local clothing company in Calgary, local laundry, as well as... Um, Kids Sport Edmonton. So you kind of have all these moving parts. And I actually, just before jumping on the podcast with you, just announced our, our next collaboration, which is with the Winnipeg Jets, Josh Morrissey, and he's doing a foundation in support of mental health. So you work so hard at these things, you have all these this brainchild of something. And then when it actually comes to fruition and you see the player's passion behind it, and you can involve these charities and um, we're doing a collaboration with a local brewery in Calgary and that launches on Friday. And it's just, those sorts of things are just kind of where you just like can sit back and watch it take shape. Hold on. I have to interrupt for one quick sec because that's breaking news on the podcast. It deserves <laughs> something like this. Oh, thank you. That's huge. Awesome. Congrats. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see what that's going to kind of form and shape up to. So um, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's really exciting. And it's just, yeah, nice to see and really proud of him and his fiance. They have just killed it. So Good. Now, you said you worked with your brother. What's it like working with family on a project that you kind of built from scratch and, and you have that vision? And like, we all know when you have that project and that goal in mind, you want to have like kind of blinders on and focus. What's it like working with family and having him uh, be a part of it? <clears throat> okay, well, this one I have to tread lightly because him and, <laughs> him and I are incredibly close. We've always been very close. We're only like a year and a half apart in age anyway. So it's just been, we've always had a great relationship, but that makes it hard sometimes because there are times when I like literally could like fist fight it out because it's just like, we don't see eye to eye, but it's so awesome because he just adds such a refreshing perspective. So it's just like, not only is he a male, he's also, he's also living right now in the East coast. Um, and he just has such an interesting take on things. So it's, it has been so beneficial in the sense that the collaboration piece and being able to bounce ideas and see something from a perspective that I for sure wouldn't have had it just been me by myself. And then, and then because we're such close siblings, there's times when my parents are like, do we need to get involved here? And it's like, I am 28 years old. I don't need you to step in on my brother's argument with me right now. But so we, um, yeah, it's, it's been really fun and my parents have been amazing with it too. So it's kind of sometimes feels like a whole family affair really. That's incredible. Well, hey, it's always good to have the family support besides not having them at all. So, Oh, yeah. And they're, they're just amazing. They are just put up with me in the ups and downs and all my mood swings with it. And they're just awesome. That's great. Now, I like to end off every chat that we do uh, with a section called Words of Wisdom. So what would you like to say to the next generation of sport professionals who may want to either break into the sports world, make a name for themselves, or hack even a company for themselves, um, what advice would you want to give them? Um, I'm, I stand pretty strong in the being genuine. Um, I think that in an industry like the sports industry, um, it's fairly easy to pick apart the people that are, that are genuine and authentic about it. So I would say definitely that. And also, as I mentioned earlier, just networking, getting to know absolutely everybody. doesn't matter if it's, 
an intern, if it's a coordinator, if it's a CEO, like just talking to absolutely everybody because you have no idea what kind of value and advice that they can bring. Um, and even just learning their story, it, it can be something that totally changes your perspective or things like that. So I think that, yeah, I think that would sort of be, be my biggest advice. That's incredible. And that's such great advice and a great way to end it off. So Lauren, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Um, all the best of luck to you with Treadstone. And I can't wait to see uh, what more creations and collaborations you have in store. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's always such a pleasure and great to see you again as well. So thank you. Thank you.